As Christians, we understand that whatever we do in this life is an outward expression of our inner intentions. Now, whether it's through prayer, praise and worship, or acts of service, our focus is to uplift and glorify God. It says in Mark chapter 7, verse 15, there is nothing from within a man that entering into him can defile him, but the thing which comes out of him those are the things that defile the man. So our outward expressions of our inner intentions should be used to do righteous works for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that is what our next guest is going to do with his work with Revo Financial. He is letting us know that the work we do does not just happen in the church, but in our homes and in our workplace. So stay tuned as our next guest explains how he maintains a healthy balance of God, family, and work, and how you can do it too on this episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Once again, I am A.B. Ridgeway, host of Financial Advisors, Say the Darndest Things, and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today, we have a very special guest for you. He's a certified financial planner. He's a certified kingdom advisor, a father, a servant to humanity, and most of all, a man of God. He's a financial planner and security specialist who has worked in the financial services and joined Revo in 2019 after working in the e-commerce area of a major credit union. He's also married with three children. He's an avid runner and enjoys regularly serving in preaching and teaching at his church. Our next guest values family, biblical stewardship, generosity, and integrating faith and works. On today's episode, Lucas is going to discuss how to prioritize the gifts that God has given us. He's going to answer the question, is it a sin to celebrate the success of our personal lives? How he approaches financial planning from a biblical perspective. And hopefully through his testimony, he will teach you how you can have that same balance in your life. You shouldn't have to choose between your faith and your finances. And he proves that you too can have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Lucas Nettles. How you doing, Lucas? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. So to start the interview, I kind of want to take us back to 2019 at your first service. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that came about? Prior to 2019, I had a series of events happen. You know, my wife and I, we were at a previous church and there was a, a disagreement and we parted ways amicably. You know, we just agreed to disagree, but we, we were looking for a new church to be members of and we found started attending First Baptist here in Bartlesville 
And one of the priorities for me was a close relationship with, with the senior pastor. I've always been a believer in the Paul-Timothy model. Everyone should have a Timothy that they're discipling and everyone should have a Paul that's discipling them. That was number one on my list, apart from you know sound biblical teaching, was the ability to have a close relationship with the senior pastors. Fortunately, I, I was able to develop that relationship and he took me and a couple other guys under his wing to preach. It was something that God had put on my heart recently, not necessarily as a vocation, but just a desire for his word, a desire to, to teach and, and preach the gospel to others. And this pastor at First Baptist Church saw that opportunity in me and gave me a chance to preach after he did some training. 2019 came around and I preached my first sermon on a Sunday night, a Sunday evening service uh, with a smaller crowd than the Sunday morning service, but it was great nonetheless. It was, it was definitely a step out in faith. I've never been shy from public speaking, but it's a little bit different when you're carrying the weight of of scripture. You know, you're you're trying to explain to people what, what God is saying in his word and you take it seriously. That's how I ended up there. I never thought I would be there, but God opened doors and made opportunity and I've done it a handful of times here and there ever since, been able to serve in my local church area when there's been an empty pulpit to fill and I've enjoyed it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it must be fulfilled obviously to to have a mission of spreading the gospel and then God opening all these doors for one church closing its doors basically to the ideology you kind of moving forward right to now God opening up all these different platforms for you to respectfully spread the gospel in the way that God had put on your heart to spread it absolutely and just being able to share uh, my passion for God's word you know one of the things a pastor does is he is he teaches others how to read the text of scripture and when you're passionate about it you want to impart that passion to other believers having that opportunity really meant a lot to me and i've been thankful for it can you draw a comparison between spreading the gospel in the pulpit and spreading the gospel in your firm i've come to the understanding and the belief that our faith our, our theology, our, our, the doctrine that we understand from scripture, it ought to be worked out to our fingertips. Everything we touch, everything we do ought to be impacted by what we believe. Just like in the pulpit and even just day-to-day -day life, we have a responsibility to be good stewards of the gospel that God has given to us. I made that natural jump into my financial planning career in that God's given me the ability and the skill to help people financially. And that's easy to connect with the message of the gospel because all the things that we have are gifts from God, whether it be the gospel, whether it be money, whether it be time, being able to pull all those things together and say, we ought to be good stewards of what God has given us to manage. It just was an easy connection in my mind to make. And this connection too, as far as the stewardship, where did that drive from? I know that you're a member of CKA. What is the importance of that group as far as it encouraging or saying fueling your career as far as your perspective and how you see the gospel. Uh, earlier you talked about how important it is to interpret the gospel in a certain way that God's put on your heart. Does that align there with Kingdom Advisors as well? Yes, the main benefit of Kingdom Advisors to me personally is the like-mindedness. We all share a faith in Christ. We allow that to, to form our thoughts and our understandings about all things. Having a group of like-minded people to encourage, to equip, 
to strengthen. You know, God didn't design us to go alone into anything. Uh, as believers, you know, we get a better return when there are two together. If one falls, then the other one can pick him up. For me, the benefit of the Kingdom Advisors and, and being a member there is that I have a network of people who value scripture, who values the word of God and what he said about money and can encourage me to equip my clients and not only my clients, but myself in the way that I manage my own money. Uh, one of the phrases is you can't take clients somewhere where you haven't been. Going through the Kingdom Advisor training program, going to conferences, connecting with the other Kingdom Advisors has really been a benefit to me personally and to my business because I have a network of people to help me out and support me and encourage me. You're talking about gifts here and God providing gifts. And I kind of want to draw some things on there as well, because there's a phrase that goes around Kingdom Advisors, and, and I think everybody needs to hear this, and some may be new to it, especially not those who listen to my podcast, but if you're a new listener, of God owns it all. Now, what does God owns it all to you mean? God is the creator of everything. And as a creator, he owns everything. So, uh, you know, the, the Bible verse that says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light. All things belong to God. And, and as that being a fact, as it's stated in scripture, it means that everything that we have has been given to us by God. And it really changes our perspective on a lot of things. It makes it easier for us to do what God has called us to do with, with things like finances, because we're not risking something that's ours. We're trying to be good stewards of something that God has given us to manage. So when it comes to generosity and doing things, when we can see what God is calling us to do, we don't have to you know, wrap our fists tightly around money or time. We can freely give it because it was freely given to us. If God owns it all, the question is, what would God have me do with my time? What would God have me do with my finances? And I don't think that's in conflict with you know, providing for your family. God wants you to provide for your family, to take care of your family. He also wants you to give to people who need. You know, one of the phrases that, that Ron Blue mentions in the Kingdom Advisor coursework is that God doesn't specifically say how much is enough, but through prayer and through, you know, conversations with your spouse and other wise counsel, you should set a finish line. You should determine how much is enough. And then beyond that, you can freely give. You can use the things that God has given you for the glory of his kingdom. And even when you're providing for your family, you're, you're glorifying God and taking care of the responsibility that you're You know, there's a numbers aspect to it, but then there's also spiritual aspects to everything, right? everything that you're doing. Yeah, the phrase, every financial decision is a spiritual decision is another another thing I learned from, from being a part of a kingdom advisor is there's no independent decision. When you choose to spend money here, you're passing up the opportunity to spend it here. We should weigh our decisions and, and make sure what we're doing is what God's calling us to do. When we have these successes in our lives, right? We're taking care of our families, we're, we're giving, we're, we're honoring God. Should we not celebrate? So I think it depends on what you're celebrating. Are you celebrating something you accomplished of your own ability? you know, exclusively you, it's all about me and what I've done. Are you celebrating what God has provided? The, the opportunities, the skills, the, the people that you've connected with. Are you glorifying God in your celebration? Paul says, do all things to the glory of God. You can do that. You can celebrate success in a way that glorifies God. 
Uh, as long as you don't lose sight of that, I think you're doing, doing good things. It's when we start glorying in ourselves that we really start approaching you know, the thing of sin, whether it's pride or, or uh, idolatry. Are we glorying in God or are we glorying in ourselves? And so I encourage clients and, and you know, my wife and I, when we have success, we glorify God first. We, we say thank you. We celebrate, mark those occasions of praise. The Old Testament is full of stories of Israel setting up monuments for the things that God has done, whether it be crossing the Jordan or, or you know, a battle that was won, they set up a monument to remember. And so I like to do that in my own life. I, I journal my prayer requests, I mark when they're answered, and we celebrate it. But when God uh, offers me success in my business, especially financially, I still give more. I give off of what God has provided to me. I share the praise uh, and, and the glory that I've given to God with others to encourage them and say, you know, God is faithful. He answers prayer. So no, there's, there's no explicit sin in celebration. It's what are you celebrating? I think is the real question. What is your approach to financial planning with the client? If they're just meeting you, a lot of people are not familiar with Christian finance or how to look at investments from a biblical perspective. Can you explain your approach when you meet a client, you're sitting down with them and you have that open discussion on that first meeting? What does that look like for you? The first thing we like to discuss is the values and how it applies to finance. You know, we ask the question, what's important about money to you? And that that's not a, a new question to ask, but you know, we're, we're trying to nail down why money is important. And ultimately the question is, is money important because that's where you put your faith or is money a tool that you can use to uh, accomplish God's purposes in your life? So, so we start with a conversation about, about uh, values and, and why money is important. And that's another opportunity to witness to maybe an unbelieving client is that we can't put our faith in the balance of our checking account. Our faith must be grounded in the provider, God himself. So we talk about the values that a client has. We talk about stewardship, the God owns it all principle. If a client you know, is grasping those things, then we can move on to talk about how investment is ownership. You know, when you have a, a share in a company, you are indeed an owner. And so it should matter to you what those, those companies are doing. Are they doing good? Are they, are they doing things that are harmful? We move from that conversation into what kind of investments would you be proud of owning? And all of this centers around, like I said before, that conversation of how much is enough. Um, particularly in financial planning, a lot of times we plan for retirement, we plan for you know college savings and, and buying a house. But when we set a finish line for how much is enough, when we determine through prayer what God has given us uh, to be enough to care for our family, then we can start planning our giving. You know, that's something that not a lot of people will talk about is it's a gift, a giving plan. And so having those discussions, focusing on values, focusing on stewardship, focusing on our faith and how that impacts financial planning, that's where we center our conversations. And, and it's a major part of, of our firm is values-based planning and values-based investing, particularly from a Christian world. This has been an amazing episode so far, and I want to thank Lucas Nettles for giving us so many words of wisdom. But I want to give something back to the listeners. 
if you're searching for a Christian financial advisor that you can trust, if you're tired of generic investment advice, and you want to invest with God's purpose in mind, then you want to speak to the advisors at Revo Financial. Revo are a family of highly skilled and faith-based financial advisors who serve those seeking to invest their money alongside their values. Their clients, just like you, want to grow wealth, but not at the cost of their beliefs and values that they hold so dear. Because in today's world, let's be honest, a majority of investors have become distant from their money. At Revo, they believe that as an investor, you are also an owner in a company. And as good owners would, you care about things like how employees are treated and if the products being sold meet the greater good. Those are the very things that Revo focuses on and only invest where and when your values are a match. At the end of the day, you know what? You have to put your money where your values are, period. If you want to schedule a consultation with Lucas Nettles and Revo Financial and really, really focus your investments on things that matter, I want you to go to www.revofinancial.com. That's www.revofinancial.com or call 918-336-7877 or toll free 1-800-825-3602. The number again is 918-336-7877 or toll free 800-825-3602. All contact information will be in the description below. Well, let's get back to the show. Can you give us an example of somebody whose life has been changed and was renewed through the process of financial planning to get closer to God? Because we know how the church can get you closer to God, but has you have you met any clients that have gotten closer to God through financial planning? Yeah, I think one in particular was actually a client who came to me because they were, they had their own convictions about abortion. They come from a Christian worldview, and so they see the baby in the womb as a, as a human life. And when they recognized where their investments were, contributed to some organizations that didn't share those values like, like they had, uh, they came to me looking for a way to continue to be good stewards of God's finance that, that he had provided to them, but doing it in a way that uh, put their investments in alignment with those values. And so we had a conversation about what types of investments, what types of companies, where the dollars would be, and being able to have a conversation about that, put their money in a place that aligned with their biblical values, it actually brought them to a place where they could explain to others that God has been faithful to provide for them. They're gonna do what they can with their, their finances to be faithful to their biblical worldview. And what they found was that as they were obedient in that, God continued to bless them. They actually found that instead of worrying about the balance of their investments, now they were worrying more about where their money was and what it was doing. And God continues to grow their account and, and provide for them as their good stewards, you know, but 
But now they can say, you know, my, my dollars are invested in sending Bibles to uh, third world countries or digging wells for fresh water in these, in these uh, developing areas. They were free from the burden of saying, well, we want to, be, we want to invest, but we, we're not certain of these companies and how they're managing the money. Through our firm, they've been able to, to uh, find confidence that whether their account is up or down, they rely on God, they're closer to God, and now they can they can communicate to others that they're proud of what their money's invested in. I don't know if that answers your question exactly, but it does. It does. And you're talking about your company here. You just recently went through a rebranding. Can we yeah. talk about that rebranding? Because that's exactly where I kind of met you a little bit deeper, and you know I was able to watch that in in, in real time. So can you tell us a little bit about the rebranding and and what direction you were taking the firm? I came to Revo Financial at the beginning of 2019. You know, there was, like I said before, there was a handful of things going on in my life. God was kind of directing me in different different areas. And, and ultimately, I had the opportunity to join my dad at his financial planning firm. I came on board, met my dad's partner. My sister came on board about the same time. And I recognized that though they had been doing financial planning for 20 years, the, the drive behind what they were doing wasn't exactly made clear. Everybody talks about in financial services, trust. And that's a good thing. I don't want to minimize that. But, but what I recognize is that there was, there was a big differentiator uh, for why we did what we did. It's not just about making money. Of course, we want to provide for our family. But it's really uh, an extension of God's ministry in our lives. So we see our business as a ministry to others. So, so at, I guess it was, what, six, eight months ago, we worked with a, a marketing firm to, to rebrand Revo Financial. Not that we necessarily changed anything that we were doing. We've always had, uh, you know, Christian values. Every, every employee at, at the firm um, professes faith in Christ, and, and we kind of share those same convictions. But what we did is we brought those to the forefront of our brand. Our brand now is Revo Financial, putting your money where your values are, period. We brought what God had been doing behind the scenes to the forefront. And that can be kind of intimidating because, you know, we live in a very secular world, particularly the financial industry is, is very secular in many, many regards. And putting it all out there on, on display can be sort of intimidating because you start asking yourself questions like, well, what will my non-Christian clients think? Will they be leaving us looking for another financial planner? Will they be offended? You know, why are you pushing your Christian values on me sort of thing? But what we found in, in uh, you know, the whole process is that we believe that the truth of the Bible is true, whether you fully sign on to it or not, and that the truths in scripture are beneficial to everyone, even those who don't know Christ. And as I said before, it's an opportunity to communicate the gospel to clients. We found that putting what has been going on behind the scenes, you know, the, the biblical worldview and, and biblical stewardship, putting it out front, making it our differentiator, um, God has continued to help us grow. God has continued to bless our firm. You know, we start all of our investment committee meetings with prayer. This has been going on behind the scenes, but now we've moved it to the forefront. We've let everybody know who we really are, and uh, God has blessed us. We haven't lost any clients because of it. I think many people recognize that values are important. A big change 
on the outside, but nothing has really changed on the inside. We've, we're still doing the same things we've, all, we've always been doing. We're just being clear about why we're doing it. Even this podcast, you know, Financial Advices, The Darnest Things, a Christian finance podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely want to put that out there. Also, I, I love the idea about how learning the gospel and the word of God impacts other elements of your life, not just your pockets, but also your family and the the community in which you live in and the world you live in, the country that you live in. Can you talk about the work-life balance as well? Because you're a family man as well. Can you talk about that work-life balance and how that plays a role in you presenting the gospel at work and then also living it too at home? I think you kind of touched on this already, but when Jesus is Lord, he's Jesus. He's Lord over all, you know? Uh, that means my work life, that means my finances, that means my family, that means all of my relationships. And so, you know, naturally when success and uh, personal gain is your sole uh, priority, you can get caught up in, in focusing too much on work. Um, but because our firm is focused on uh, what the Bible says, the biblical worldview of finance, the biblical worldview of work-life balance, I've been able to uh, devote time to my clients when I'm in when I'm in my office, letting them know that their priority. That in fact, what we say at Revo is when you when you become a client, you join the family. We're a family firm, and so. But on the same side, I am. I feel like my clients value this. When I'm away from my desk, when I'm at home, my family's the priority. Um, you know, I, I have. A wife with three kids. We're expecting our fourth at the end of October. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, they're a big part of why I do what I do. Um, It's my faith in Christ that motivates me to disciple my children, to lead my wife, just like it's my faith in Christ that motivates me to help my clients be good stewards of what God has given. And so we're given finances, but we're also given family and time. And so just as important as it is to steward your finances, it's important to steward your time. And so you have to have a division there. You have to say, okay, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, whatever it is, I'm at work, I'm at the office, but my job is subordinate to my role as a father and a husband. And, you know, that might be hard for some to hear, um, but I think it's necessary. You have to have a hierarchy of what's important. Above my family is my faith in Christ. So if if my relationship with Christ is out of order, then how things are going with my family is out of order. If how things are going with my family is out of order, then how I can operate as a financial professional to help my clients, it all gets derailed unless it's in the right priority. And um, so that's how I try and maintain balance. I try to be present when I'm in the office, but when I'm at home with my family, that's my focus. And, you know, there's been a time or two where I've gotten a phone call after hours or on the weekend where I said, okay, I'll take care of that on Monday when I get in the office, because right now I'm, I'm focused on my family. And they appreciate that, you know, that's not a, a lost cause. And, and oftentimes the things that need to be handled over the weekend can wait until Monday. And I, I've learned that. That's what I try and do. I try and keep it balanced so that I can give 100% in every circumstance. You know, what makes an advisor different, right? What makes an advisor stand out? And I kind of want to touch on the personal aspects. So we talked about your approach to financial planning. We talked about your membership to CKA. We talked about your ministry, things of that nature. And 
some of these things, I guess maybe a majority of us would assume would happen, right? You know, we're all faith, we all go to church, but I believe what makes us unique is our our personal pursuits. What I mean by that is that you play Kadar, correct? Yeah. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that and, and let people know that we're human beings as well. So yes, we do have a common thread of sharing the gospel and spreading God's word, but we're also individuals as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about your guitar playing? So I've been playing guitar for over 20 years. Um, I started out in high school and I don't even know what motivated me to pick up the guitar. My, my family has always been relatively musical and the guitar was attractive to me. Maybe in my teen years, it was because I thought it was the cool thing. <laughs> um, and so I started off, you know, playing the power chords, learning, learning the basics. And, uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. And now uh, I use it at church. Um, I use it with my family when we do uh, stuff at home. And I've been able to impart my passion for music to my children who love singing, who love playing instruments. And uh, it's something I really enjoy. The nice thing about it is that, you know, you can you can take a guitar just about anywhere and, and start a conversation with someone or, uh, it's also kind of a way for me to escape and, and, and worship, you know. Uh, guitar playing is a skill that God has given me. It's, it's taken uh, time and effort to get better, but God has given me an ability to do it. And so I, just like I do with my family time and my finances and my job, I, I also use that as a form of, of worshiping God. And uh, hopefully what you're hearing in, in everything I'm saying is, is what I mentioned earlier, that like our faith impacts everything about us. And guitar playing for me is, is no different. I like playing all different kinds of genres of music, you know, whether it's jazz or, or pop music or, or worship music. Um, I like to do it all. And uh, it's something that I really enjoy. So this is something that maybe your, your wife will love. You actually love to cook as well. I do. Yeah, I do love to cook. Uh, it, I don't get to do it as often as, as I'd like to, you know. Um, we, we eat dinner kind of early. We eat sometime between 5 and 5.30. And so if I'm at the office, sometimes it's not always convenient for me to get home. But I, I cook breakfast in the mornings. I cook on the weekends. Uh, I like the, the ability to kind of take a recipe and, and make it my own by by you know altering the spices or, or cooking it slightly different, um, and I, I you know don't mind doing the the by the book recipe, but but the ability to customize and make it your own is really fun. I like to uh, a couple years ago I got a, a smoker, so I like to <laughs> smoke meat, <laughs> and uh, you know there's something it's particularly after you know we're getting into the summer, uh, meat smoking season is right here, and so. Uh, the ability to sit outside with the family and and put some some sort of uh, meat on the the smoker and and just enjoy time together it's it's great. I love that. I love that. And you you expressed an idea before about Lord over your career, how it's ministry and how to take care of the family and your finances and the overflow to be the more generous and to do more for the kingdom. I kind of like that idea, that perspective that you bring out there. What does the future look like for Lucas? From this point going forward, you know, what is your direction? You know, what are some of your expectations or what are some of your goals? You talked about monuments, right? You, you write down in your prayer book uh, when prayers are answered and, you know, it's almost like a monument. So what are the, some of the next milestones that you're reaching for in the coming years or so? Well, uh, I'm 
trying to grow my firm, trying to you know build my book of business, um, trying to really establish relationships. You know, that's what this business is about: is is face-to-face -face relationships. Just continuing to be faithful, continuing to do what He's called me in that area. You know, more involved and and do things at my church with my family grow my ability to, to play different styles of guitar. I mean, I, I have a lot of a lot of things that I, I've been thinking of. The other thing that I do on occasion is is run regularly. So I have a, a personal goal of a half marathon, hopefully in the next six months. Uh, it's just getting into summer, so maybe not during the heat of the summer, but <laughs> maybe by the time fall rolls around, I'll be able to put 13.1 miles under my belt. But ultimately, my biggest goal is to be a, a faithful father, a faithful husband, be faithful with the things God has entrusted me to do. So, uh, you know, steward my family, disciple my family, uh, take my business and, and grow it to the glory of God, continue to walk and go where God has called me to go. Let's say that I have a listener who just came on here. They just met you. They don't know anything about Christian finance. They accidentally clicked on this podcast, right? Okay. And what they hear from you is mind blowing. And they're saying, listen, I really want to get closer to God. What he's saying is perfect. Can you tell that person or talk to that person right now and give us 30 to 60 seconds on why they should come over and they should pursue that passion of aligning their finances with the word of God? You'll never feel more satisfied than when you're doing what God has called you to do. So. Uh, one of the things I heard recently uh, was, if you're, if you don't feel called to what you're doing, then why are you doing? It? Everyone needs to find uh, what God is calling them to do, both professionally, but you know, in their family life, with their finances. I think what what is exciting to me is is getting those things where they need to be. You know, we talked about priorities, prioritizing. Uh, getting into what God's calling you to do. Um, I really think when we're walking in what God is calling us to do, you'll, you'll never feel more satisfaction than that. So there's, there's lots of resources out there. Um, you know, Kingdom Advisors, you can get together with a Kingdom Advisor. You can reach out to someone like me. There, you know, Ron Blue has a handful of, of resources on, on Christian stewardship. Um, and I would say, don't hold back. You know, if, you, if God's calling you to, if something sounds good to you, it just makes sense to you. You don't know how to do it, but you realize that this is what God's calling you to do. Don't hesitate. Like, take a step of faith, reach out to somebody and, and go for it. And what you'll find is satisfaction. What you'll find is peace of mind. What you'll find is more of an ability to be generous, more of an ability to glorify God, more more opportunity if you if you step out where God's leading. Where can they reach out to you and where can they get more information uh, about Revo, about you, about your brand, about your firm, and about how they can align their finances with the word of God? Well, you can go to our website, revofinancial.com. So that's R-E-V-O financial.com. You can reach out that way. You can uh, reach out through email, lucas.nettles at revofinancial.com. Um, we have a Facebook presence and we have a Twitter presence and a LinkedIn presence. We try and post, you know, things that we think are valuable from that perspective. So engaging with us in, in any of those uh, avenues, um, we can get connected and, and talk about 
whatever it is we could do to help you or, or point you in the right direction. That's another thing is we're not in the business of building an empire for ourselves. Uh, we're, we're interested in building the kingdom. So we want to equip clients uh, uh, with what works best for them. And so we'd be happy to talk to anybody and, and see what we could do to help. I love that. I love that. I, I, there's a quote that you made, and I'm, I'm going to say it here. In the end, what is left is God's kingdom. It isn't any of the empires that we build here. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I definitely love that aspect there. We, ha- we have a segment on the show called Once in a Lifetime, where we ask our guests to give one piece of information that took them a lifetime to learn and if they will be willing to share it with our listeners. It's not all about me. You know, we live, particularly in the United States, we live where, you know, if you can dream it, you can have it. If, if you want to do it, you can, you can do it. Um, but I've learned that what matters most is not myself, but the impact I can and bring to others, the glory I can raise to Christ. Uh, it's like John the Baptist said, he, he must become greater, I must become less. Uh, it's not about me. And um, I think learning that has been hard and I'm still learning it on a, on a day-to-day basis, that, that it's not me, it's, it's others and my impact and my ability to help others that matter. Well, thank you, Luke, for coming on the show. You have been very generous with the information that you're providing. At this time, I want to give you an opportunity to say anything that may be on your heart, anything that you may want to share to your audience or to your family or friends, or maybe you just want to give a shout out to your dad or sister or mom or or children at this point. But I want to give you the floor so you can express yourself or anything that you may have had on your heart or on your mind or that you're like, you know what, I wish I would have said that. I want to give you that opportunity right now to do so. I appreciate that. You know, after this whole conversation, I'd be remiss if I didn't... uh, share the message of the gospel, which is, you know, that that God created everything, that he created everything perfect, but man sinned. And because of that sin, and because God is righteous, everyone is deserving of God's wrath. Uh, Romans 3.23 says, for all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. But that's just the bad news. The good news is God has made a way to be, to be made right with him. And that way is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life of perfect obedience. He died a death on the cross to pay the price for sinners. He rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, proving himself to be God. And he has ascended into heaven and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And What the Bible says is if you'll profess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Every person needs to hear that message. And every person, uh, according to God, must repent. There's bad news. We're all sinners. There's good news. God made a way, and that way is Jesus Christ. All you got to do is believe in your heart that he is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did, uh, and you will be saved. And that's, that's the thing that I would share um, because that's the most important from my perspective. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lucas. We look forward to having you again. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686. Or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com 
and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Olajuwon Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Olajuwon Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Dean podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.